Hey, what is up, Headhunters, Executive Recruiter, Search Firm Owners, and all around beautiful, beautiful people. I love you all. This is David Stephen Patterson. You may know me as DSP. Uh, and along with my beautiful co-hosts, we have uh, Neil Lebovitz over here. Right down there, we have the one and only, uh, the beautiful one on the show, Chris Wessel. And this is Headhunters Live. How you guys doing? Good. Hey, Neil, I just checked. We're live in our group, so most excellent. There. Excellent. Well, Doing today great. we're going to be talking about uh, old school prospecting. But before we get into that, though, um, we're going to make sure that uh, you guys can hear us, you guys, that that we are actually live. So we are right now streaming live on my uh, YouTube channel. We have uh, the, uh, we're on LinkedIn. We're in um, the Herc Facebook group. We're also in uh, the Independent Recruiters and Staffing Staffing. I always mess with the name. Independent Recruiters. And staffing, staffing professionals, professionals headhunters. And headhunters. So Ursa, Ursa. Are we uh, gonna work on that? We gotta tighten that up, man. <laughs> well, I love the Ursa name. Ursa is going to be impacted, David. What'd you say there, Neil? Literally, tens of viewers that are following us on all these channels are gonna be bombarded with great content. <laughs> is that well, counting well, us? Well, is well, it get to ten counting us, or how's yeah, that? Man, that'll put us. <laughs> well, you know, you know, if anything is actually, um, I started doing the doing the uh, uh, the counts here. If you look at all the different platforms, I think we're up on the gosh, we're uh, six, seven hundred, I think so far. Oh, really? Good. Uh, it was in terms like, of like, yeah, yeah. So we're, we're steadily climbing. Um, and now we'll say that for those who, folks who are watching, though, uh, and this actually would help us get even, even get more viewers and get more views. Uh, if you guys can hear us. Comment live uh, in the comments, and we'll answer any questions you have. So comment them as well, and show us some emotion. Hit love, hit like, hit the show angry button. Emotion? Show some what emotion because it is oh. that emotion that drives the algorithm, uh, and we are all slaves to the algorithm, as you all know. So anyway, that said, we're going to be talking about old school prospecting. We're actually old school versus new school prospecting today. Last week we talked about getting sales meetings, and. Um, Oh, somebody just commented, give me the load down uh, eight, three times a <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yeah. All right. You know, we'll we'll cover that. Why not? That is a good topic. We have we have a rogues gallery in the Herc. Uh we'll, we'll talk about that later. But uh thank you, Gail. All right. So that said, guys. Neil. Yes, sir. Where are you at, man? You're supposed to be in New York oh, with that beautiful skyline you. of yours. I am in basically Del Boca Vista of New Jersey at my parents' retirement village. Uh, and I'm spending the day with them, getting to enjoy. They're part of the audience, but we actually have two more viewers. Hi, Mo and Dad. <laughs> that is awesome. Right, so yeah, I'm not Manhattan. Thank you for noticing. Well, you know, I, I will say that when I post when I posted uh, today the the um, uh, the the show announcement that we're talking about old school prospecting versus new school prospecting, and I mentioned in there. Uh, 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 you look at old school recruiters, the ones that drink the coffee black, the ones that know what a pojo means, the ones that used to that that consider emailing your resumes to be weak. And we were having a discussion, and I was curious, um, uh, to talk about pojo. Pojo is a bit of an old school term, and granted, it's kind of an MRI term, but so many recruiters start with MRI, and a lot of recruiters do know what a pojo is. What do you what's a pojo? Anybody, you guys know what a pojo is? Presentation on ex. Existing job order. That's it. Damn, okay. you got it. So what's interesting too about the, all the MRI terms is like, not only you didn't even have to work for MRI. Like if you started recruiting in the last like twenty years or probably ten to twenty plus years ago, like you probably worked for someone who did. So like terms like MPC and there's a few others acronyms out there. I feel like they got worked into the vernacular of a lot of recruiters because that was what their bosses learned or, or whatever. 
the trainer, as you yeah, know. That's, uh, yeah, it is. It is. And Pojo, so I remember for, I never, li- mm-hmm. never liked the term Pojo because it was kind of weird. Uh, like, you know, you have NBC, that comes to the old MRI network. Uh, but yeah, so, but it is a good test, you know, Pojo. It's one of those terms that, you know, it's never quite died, but it's also one of those terms that was, was really big when uh, uh, Tony Byrne was a trainer and uh, what the Steve Finkel book was, it was a breakthrough. When that then that old book was when that first oh, came out, remember that? Like yeah, was wow. it two and a half decades ago? Long, long, long time ago. Um, God, we got a lot of great comments. By the way, uh, Eleanor Euler, here's something funny. Eleanor Eleanor Euler just commented, Hi Dave. Eleanor, um, I started staffing at a day labor place years and years ago. And then I, I worked for Kelly Services for a couple of years uh, in Tucson, having a call center, and Eleanor Euler actually hired me for that role back in 1990. Shit, seven ninety eight, something like that. Long time ago. Anyway, wow. is he Eleanor? Yeah. Look at you. Yeah, look at that. Now you're all on TV and stuff. I mean, I know I'm very famous in an extremely yeah. niche market. <laughs> extremely <laughs> niche. Yeah. I'm famous to tens of people. Um, all right, well, let's talk about all right. Eight, but before we get into it, uh, Neil, uh, can you check your levels because it's hard to, uh, when you speak. It's hard to hear you. Oh, with my microphone, really? Yeah. Oh, you know what? You should, DSP, there's a question that we should elaborate, not just on what it stands for, but what does it actually mean? Oh, okay. Yeah. Let's do that. Let me me hide these here. There we go. There we go. Yeah. So, is this any better or is it too loud? Somebody. Somebody. But I've got an echo, though. It does have an echo? Okay. Yeah. How about that? So, is that any better? Um, echo. Well, we'll, okay. we'll go. We'll see. Hopefully, for it'll work. Um, so presentation on existing job order. So the way the way it was taught to me basically was um, it, it's a recruiting call in essence, right? You're you're actually presenting the job order uh, to a candidate, right? You're you're pitching the job. That's, at least that's the way I was taught. That's a pojo. And so basically, the old school days uh, when I started, they had this. Uh, um, like system that basically tracked your phone time. And so the, the golden rule always was at least four hours of phone time every day. And that means it's not, it's basically every minute that you're actually talking on the phone. If you do four hours, that's the golden rule. If you did four hours and then, and then you'd have like, then you may have to do like, say, I don't know, 30 pojos in one day and 30 marketing calls in one day or something like that. And you'd always, you'd always, you always market in the morning. And you'd always recruit in the afternoon because the theory was you would, uh, if you recruit in the afternoon, because we're cold calling people at work, you want to catch them when they're frustrated on their job was usually in the afternoon because they're kind of like done with all the all the BS at their at their workplace, and so you call them when they're frustrated. That was the theory. Plus, See, you that's could also hopefully be talking to someone in the afternoon about a job where you got that morning. So I think that was that's very, it's very very true. And in fact, and I think it's a good place to start is to start with some of these old school old school tactics because. Um, you know, I think that you know, there's there's lots of obviously things have changed. That, you know, back then we didn't have LinkedIn. Back then, emailing wasn't really a big thing. We used to actually fax resumes if you were to believe it. Uh, and so, uh, let's talk a little bit about that. And I'll talk about uh, a bit about some of the, the some some like these new school techniques that we can actually incorporate in. Um, but that said, I'm curious. So I talked about Pojo, kind of what it was like when I first started. What about you, Chris? When you when you first started, like what were some of the old school techniques that you were taught that you think are, are maybe extinct now? You know, reference calls were big. Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically any references that you got from job orders, uh, from candidates rather, 
uh, whether they were candidates they had for an active job order or like, you know, you would, you, you would talk to, you reach out to candidates and, and they would basically, you, you know, the context was, you know, Hey, I hire for these types of roles. If I have some come up, I want to know about you, blah, 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 blah. And part of that process was, you know, you'd ask them for a few references, like, and now you don't really do that as much because people would be a little closer to the chest on that kind of thing. But for a long time, people just volunteered those readily three, five, six references. Mm -hmm. And you wanted manager references because the thought process is that you or your boss or whoever would call those references and try to do what you're very familiar with, like the flip calls, if you will, um, which mm -hmm. you could, I'll let you elaborate on. Cause I know you you've done a lot on that space, but, um, Reference calls were a big place to start recruiters because they're like, okay, you're calling candidates all day initially, um, and you're trying to turn some of that into job orders. References were a source. And and also you would look up uh, candidates, like this is early days like Monster where you could, you could get mm -hmm. online and see some resumes. And you would look at people that worked at places that where they mentioned they went through a staffing firm because sometimes mm -hmm. they did. And then you would call those people and as part of the course of your conversation, you would try to make sure that one of those references was at that company because the likelihood that you could turn that into a customer was even greater. So, so stuff like that was, was a big one. And that's a big one, actually, because that for uh, I really think anybody can incorporate that into practice right now. Hmm. I think I think referral calls that's, that that is a timeless technique. And it, not referrals, you, you, but references. A reference, give me yeah. a re reference call. Yeah. It's a time, it's a timeless technique, and you could yeah. demonstrate you're actually you're. It's it's one thing to tell a a prospective client I work with the best people. My process is this this and that, and I do all. We're living part of your process. Versus that, making them part of your process and actually demonstrating what you're doing, you're giving them basically a free sample of your work. Basically, um, what about you, Neil? Back in your back in your days, back uh, you know back when they so, used to uh, uh, you know make phone I mean, calls on, on, on a rock. What you're both saying so, uh, but really, if you look at it the way I was uh, taught it, going back to the old days, look at like a infinity symbol, a figure eight on the bottom mm -hmm. with five prongs underneath. And the way I was taught is each side of that eight's exactly the same, the same process, same everything you need to do, client side and candidate side, okay? And they're identical and they're figure eight and they're all related. And they often switch from one side to the other, I was taught, okay? You're gonna have your clients gonna move over to the other, they're gonna become a candidate, then they could become a client, depending upon the hat. Sometimes they can be the same person at the same time. And that's how I was trained very early on the figure eight. And then the five prongs are saying, now that you know this, and this was drilled in, I don't know if I could come up with anything other than this to answer the question is what are those five prongs? Anyone that ever worked at Agilon, Accounts on Call My World is going to know this inside out because we all, I didn't come up with it myself, but we were all eat and breathe and slept this. It's, you have to go into every call with all of the prongs and you preface it with the tool I was taught. Oh, by the way, make sure you hit all five areas. Every, every call, every call is to, every call is how I was taught. Not so, every call is to get a job order or a job order lead. Every call is to get a candidate or candidate lead and to gather information about the marketplace. That's the fifth prong. Two sides, two prongs on each side, and then you package them all together, gathering info, and that's it. Oh, by the way, so to your point, that's a flip reference check where Chris is saying, David, could talk about it. Uh, to his point, go in on a reference check. Why would you not go in where it's easier? But always know that's one way to do it. But if you go in on a reference check, then as long as you follow the five prongs, 
I'm going to try to get a, a job order on that or a lead of going in the company. Hey, or a candidate or, yeah. Right. And hey, who else? Candidate names. Hey, who's good? Who else? And always do that. And then again, that's what, that's the plan. So that's. It was every, that was a brilliant way, a simple way. I know you said it's not much, but it, there's so much you could take out of that. And it, and it's basically, you're kind of like using all the parts of the Buffalo, right? Like you're using, mm-hmm. like you're extracting the maximum value from that phone call whatever it might be. It might be a job lead. It might be a re- referral. It might be uh, a candidate. There goes my face. I got covered up. Yeah, sorry but- with that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that was here, here, basically we'll, uh, like, we'll listen, we'll that was a spe- comments here. There we go. Yeah. Especially, yeah. When, especially when you were spending most of your time on the phone, like your goal to Neil's point was to make sure that you were getting the most out of every phone call, whatever that might be. And that's an excellent guide to basically yeah, make, keep point. you focused on getting something of value out of that call right because i was taught david and chris every phone call was an opportunity and your only opportunity to build your desk to gather information your expertise That's all you and have. Intel. and when you become automated in today's world you lose all that so you talk about going old school you have to i mean you add both right but anyway so yeah chris i like how you yeah, you that on well, you know the, the 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 way I look at it. By the way, this this light might be a little bit better because that way we can we can do these these little comments at the bottom of actually covering Chris's beautiful face because I think Chris <laughs> counts for probably a good eighty percent of our views. Because um, <laughs> the anyway. Chris, you are handsome. Oh, thank you. You know you look like you also look like that. What's that actor's name? Who do you get? Chris Pine. Who who else? Do you look like a I take one? that. I mean, I'm a big fan. So who do you get? You look like him. I think. Who do you get? Uh... I got some of that. Um, I mean, For me, it's Ryan Gosling every time. Ryan Gosling. Yeah, Ryan Gosling. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't. Even the, I, ab, the abs part. That's why. That's why. Uh, how do you not know? I got John Lovitz growing up. I get Howie John Mandel. Lovitz growing up, you got John Lovitz. Yeah. Howie Mandel. I get all. Oh, oh, Howie Mandel, big time. Especially like the second generation Howie Mandel. Doctor yeah, Evil. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, uh, okay. But uh, yeah. All right. I'm, uh, yeah, when I was thinner, and with that, and before I had the beard, it was it was Steve Carell. I got that occasionally. Oh, Steve I can yeah. see that without the beard. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. When I was thinner without the beard, uh, I was Steve Carell. I, I looked like a lot like him. I got that, and I got Steve Young a uh, little once in a while. Uh, yeah, the the old the old uh, quarterback. Uh, quarterback. Yeah. But all right. So so that's let's talk about some you know, some other so, so uh, uh, old school techniques. So in addition to the references, uh, now this is um, uh, I got this from um, I forget he, he did this. I, I, uh, uh, I had a friend of mine who used this technique on his references, and I forget exactly his exact wording. But his his whole thing was he wanted to make sure that he he got every opportunity in the world or every opportunity that came up to actually uh, try to get new business. He he took it. Right? He was he was a consummate salesperson, but he always had a rule was that you never wanted to pull a bait and switch or what seemed like a bait and switch to the to the prospect so for example calling to do a reference you get them on the phone and then it's the oh hey by the way do you happen to use recruiters there sort of shtick and he uh he, he saw that as being disingenuous or just the appearance of being disingenuous so what he would always do was he would actually um uh, uh it was after the call that he would then a couple of days later email back call back leave a voicemail ask for for another quick meeting for, for a few minutes he had a few more questions to ask he wouldn't say what the questions were you know right uh but then they get back on the line and they say oh hey by the way i meant i did i didn't i meant to mention this in our last conversation but i didn't i apologize but i want to ask and then he would go into more like a sales conversation but he tried to separate it uh he tried to separate out 
out the reference call from the sales call because he didn't want to seem as if he was doing a a, a bait and switch. Right? I've seen, I've done some of that, and I and when I had um, a few recruiters working for me, I would have that kind of two pronged where the recruiter would, they weren't really tapped. They weren't full desk. They were just executing on stuff I brought in and they would do that first part. And then they would just leave the, at the end of it, essentially, um, you know, do you, you mind if we reach out, if we have any additional questions? And of course, everyone always says yes. And then I'd look through all the notes they had and decide which ones I wanted to follow up with. And I would kind of follow a similar, similar cadence that the advantage to that is like next week, when we talk about like hiring a team, uh, that's, that was one way that I was able to have another team member do part of that and then have me pick it up from there. All right. So, all right. So let me ask you this. So, so beyond that, so you talked about obviously, obviously cold calling. We've talked about that quite a bit uh, in terms of, re of making like reference calls. And we talked about the flip call, which we can talk about. Um, but let's talk about cold calls. So one thing that uh, for me, starting out with MRI. Uh, oh, by the way, real quick, Rob Ebel, also another old buddy of mine from back in the day, says we started with MRI. He still used fax machines to get resumes and send out agreements. I remember, in fact, um, there was training out there where trainers would basically tell you that um, uh, that basically uh, you would call the hiring authority uh, and you would sell, you would get the interview con confirmation before you send the resume. That was like a rule. Do not send the resume by fax, email, or, or in any get way. Interview slots. Get, get interview slots. Get interview slots. No, but even, but even the interview slots, it was also, but it was also even just get the interview, like talk, basically yeah. sell the candidate right. to the client. And when they ask for the resume, say, great, I, I could do that. But first, let's set up a time to actually uh, have you talk to the candidate. So it was, it was uh, yeah. and of course, nowadays, it's not really, and I don't think it's really feasible to do that nowadays. But I do remember, I do remember that was like a, a big and, thing and when I was I in training. I beat the MRI story really fast. So obviously, yeah. I had faxes. A, I had the thermal fax, which was the ball, the wax thing, before mm -hmm. plain paper. But before that, I was in the industry before fax machines came out with Robert Happ in New York City. And what we had to do was use a messenger service in New York City. Guys on bicycles, you would bring it up to your front admin. It was a regular thing. You'd get your resumes, you'd package them up. They'd come in, they'd order them, they'd pay their $50. They did, and that was the norm. That was the MO with messengers in and out of your lobby. Wild, right? Totally crazy. That is crazy. That is crazy. That is that is that you are you are really old, man. He had he probably had hot books like the you know the the binders with the you know and went with yeah sat down did, did database calls out of a smoke signal uphill with a pound of ice on my shoulders. I tell you. <laughs> Do you have to hire the well, cart first or the horse? How does that work? <laughs> well, you know, and, and that's one of those old school techniques. I, I, I will say this test goes back to the reference calls and even let's say flip calls. It, it's a good mentality to have it, it, for every recruiter is that every candidate is a potential client. Even, even if they're even if they're an individual contributor, they, they're going to be a manager at some point if they're any good, most likely. So every candidate could be a potential client either now or in the future. And every client is a potential candidate either now or in the future. And so uh and and so back in the day I remember we'd had the this list of 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 uh, goals for every call. So as you mentioned, Neil, I I think every call you you were saying get a job order or do this or get a or get a resume or whatever. And that was it. In fact, um I remember when I first started my firm and I was and I had I still had a again I was really pushing the, the cool call thing with my guys and we had this this deal where if um if they didn't accomplish one of those things, or at least try to accomplish one of the things in a phone call, um, 
we would make them call back and apologize for not trying to get their business. Mm-hmm. Do and ask them to do that a couple times, and they'll make sure they try to get everybody's business every single time because that's an embarrassing goal to make. Well, but it's a little game you can play with your staff. At least that's what I did back in the day is to force force your people to on every single call, like try to move the ball forward, whether again, whether it's get a resume or trying to get their business or whatever it happens to be, but always moving the ball forward no matter what. And um, the, you can do that with a live conversation. And that's a limiting factor with if you just strictly do it all through like LinkedIn Messenger or whatever, because it ends up being a very one dimensional conversation and it's hard to pivot to those other dimensions of the conversation, the other possible like uh, goals that you could have, like Neil was talking about. Now, I mean, you might have to message somebody on LinkedIn or whatever to, to get that conversation going, but that's like some, some people I would hear from saying, oh, listen, you can do the whole thing pretty much over like messenger and email. You barely need to talk to it. And, and, and you can to some extent, I think, but you don't extract as much value and get as much market intelligence and, and hear enough opportunity if you, if you don't have a live conversation, a video call, a phone call. Um, so I, I just think that the, the, the construct itself lends itself to getting all those, um, all those variables covered. I'll tell you what, actually, nowadays, beyond just the phone, I think the fact that we could do Zoom calls. I, yeah. I mean, I, Zoom would be I the same wish – I wish I had Zoom back in the day because, you know, look, at you can build so many great relationships being face-to-face. And granted, you're not really technically face-to-face, but you're you're a lot more face-to-face. It's still live call. conversation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you can look at the body language. Old school on, yeah. And mm-hmm. something, David, you talked about a couple of weeks ago, and it fits in with the old school, which is what we're talking Drop-ins? About. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, that's great. The drop-ins. Oh, my God. No. Uh, the UPS, overnight FedEx letter, snail mail. Oh, my God. Get back to it. For your key targets, they will every, every, I'm just saying the time you need it. Like I was forced to do, I forced my people to do it. Like I'm saying, you're not going to strike out on this job. And we found out there was a job order through one of our competitors and there's interviews going on in order to sign off on that. You had to come up with a, you had to show me the FedEx that went out to them with your, with your pitch and the resume and your whole handwritten letter to them. Okay. That would work really well right it now. That would stand time. up. Oh, it will man. work now. Everyone opens up UPS. Everyone, I don't care how busy. I will open up any UPS or FedEx that comes to me every time still today. Anyone doesn't? Anyone? Yeah. And, and it's going to be a handwritten note. It worked all the time. I'll tell you stories and stories of training in my boot camps on that principle. Okay. That's one that I should have brought out maybe first, even before the other stuff. I don't know. Well, that's that's a great segue into into new school because I really think, uh, and obviously we talk about about I think new school today. Some of those people know yeah. them, yeah, uh, yeah. But sure. but it's that combination of old school and new school where I think where things really shine because as as I mean, you know, if ever if everybody's that you know emailing in mass emailing okay then then start making cold calls right start sending out direct mail because do the things that other people aren't doing and so many people are nowadays aren't making phone calls i mean look look at either my facebook group or your facebook group neil and what do we see sometimes you see people asking questions like is it okay to to work to recruit candidates at their work or, or to email their work email addresses and back in the day 20 years ago that wouldn't even been a question if you were to ask that question you'd be laughed out of the room Right by 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 other by by veteran recruiters nowadays it's kind of like a common thing, and so I think I think that so many recruiters nowadays have this mentality of just kind of like set it and forget it right just push a button send out you know uh, three hundred or four hundred messages over the course of a week or however many strictly days whatever. a volume play yeah just a volume play and so look at the end of the day I I do realize that um, people aren't picking up right I, I remember I remember when when. 
I remember when I was um, uh, back in the old firm, where, when, back when, when making cold calls was the primary our primary game, we were only getting maybe a three to five percent pickup rate, like at best. It's probably worse today. Um, so obviously, I know that you can't just make phone calls. So let's talk about maybe combining some of these new school and old school techniques, right? Yeah. Um, now, and, and so for you know, me, I just want to say as a preface, because yeah. this is a whole concept to add this when you're doing it with your new school. Mm -hmm. There's a concept that I just want to, this is a big part of my training when I was giving boot camps. It's called Rolodex syndrome, really old term. But if you picture big old Rolodex, which was finite, right? But it would have a 200, 400,000 cards on it. There was no ownership or accountability for it. Tony Robbins really coined this whole thing. There's no accountability for it. And it became a numbers play as opposed to just focus on three of those Rolodex cards. That's it. Three, mm -hmm. ignore all the others and make it happen. So I just want to say, if you take that concept, now take what Chris just said with the volume play and you, David, what you're now looking at is the internet and LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. And you're now looking at a Rolodex that is virtual virtual and infinite and it become now if you are victim like most people are your job is to make them real they're not just numbers that you can automate what do you bring to the top and make something happen with and do all these things we're talking about and tony robbins will tell you my big thing focus on three stop the mass prospect do it do the low-hanging fruit send it out but where's the sales now get back to the sales three okay keep going because you're right. Yeah, well, uh, so and I agree. I think I think there's also something you said about uh, doing volume play and doing a doing a uh, let's say a low volume but quality play. Uh, so so one of the things I teach my clients oftentimes is to uh, separate your your prospects in terms of tiers. And you're gonna have your tier ones, your hot ones, right? Whether whether they're they're active leagues, they're actively hiring, or maybe they're higher level, or whatever whatever your parameters are. But then you also have probably hundreds or thousands of other people in your market you want to be in front of, but you don't necessarily want to put a lot of calories into. So you can still do like mass emailing and all those things, right? To your market as a whole. And then your maybe your top 10%, you put 80% of your effort into, but you're not going to ignore the other 20% as well, right? Because those those other ones can become your 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 top uh uh 20% uh, as well over time. And so it's really is both. But the one thing I want to get to in terms of old school versus new school is making cold calls on your your outbound messaging sequences, right? Because the way I look at it. Yeah, you know, one of the things that I think people have this mentality of, and a lot of old school people have this mentality is too, is that if people uh, uh, that emailing and just LinkedIn isn't working, you got to cold call. If you were going to make a lot of money in this business, you have to cold call. And then new school people say, well, yeah, but nobody picks up, right? Everybody's using email, everybody's using LinkedIn. If I'm not using that, I'm I'm hobbling myself. And so the way I look at it is when you look at a and you get on the phone with a prospect or a sales meeting, it's usually through the result of several different messaging uh, or messages over time. This it's very rare when you happen and reach out to somebody and they say, Oh, yeah. I I need a recruiter. I, I don't know any other recruiters. You're the first recruiter I've ever talked to. Sure, here's my business. It's really rare. Everybody uses recruiters. Everybody knows the value of using a recruiter. They've all used other recruiters. They have a dozen recruiters in their inbox right now. Yeah. So when you email, what are the odds of, of, it, of it working right off the bat? It does, but it's, it's rare. So it's repeated over time. So that over time, it's they get a couple LinkedIn messages from you, email message here and there. Here's a voicemail. Here's a live call over here. Reference call over here. They see a piece of content over here. Here's another email message over here. LinkedIn message over here. And so it's just a part of your messaging strategy. But um, how I like to use use cold calls in terms of messaging, yeah, and very very simply, send a LinkedIn message, send an email immediately after the email call, 
and you're going to get a voicemail and the voicemail will say, Hey, Bob, I just sent you an email and I just sent you a LinkedIn message, right? And in the link email message that you send, I'm, I'm going to be calling here shortly. Like you, you reference every other message in your messaging, right? Your voicemail message in the email and the email yeah, message in the voicemail. Your boot camp, not to plug you, but you, I remember you did something like this in one of your uh, programs. It was like a full blueprint of exactly that. And I asked actually if I could steal it for yeah. a presentation I had. I borrowed it for a training I did. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. And it's exactly that. that. It has to be, it's back to the sales element of your different touches. And it's really, you do it. It's it's okay, yeah. And a quick observation on that too, I think that's really valuable is uh, you get like a lot, I think uh, I'll see people who get, they're just all about LinkedIn message sequences or they're all about email sequences. And I think they get fundamentally the need for like repetition and the fact that they're not going to have a need right this minute. So you want to keep popping up the radar. But I think a nuance that is missed is what you were just talking about, which is mixing up the different mediums too, because part of it is timing. The other part of it is not different platforms work for different people. You know, you could be doing the best LinkedIn sequence ever, and if that person doesn't check LinkedIn that much, then, well, you know, so that's different yeah. angles. And if someone comes at you from two angles, it totally makes them stand out. Think about all the in-mails. Like if someone's going to in-mail me and I might read it and delete it, then they come on Facebook. I'm going to feel much more of that reciprocity. Method. I'm, I'm going to much more. So to that point, even on steroids mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Well, now, 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 here's one thing. So, so, f- so, for you guys who want some actual, like, real, like, okay, what's a real tip? Like, what's something I can, I can use today? I'm gonna uh, talk to you about a a voicemail called the frictionless voicemail. Uh, I didn't invent it, uh, but I, I, uh, I learned it and I've, I've modified it. The friction it voicemail it. that was yours. The friction voicemail. <laughs> yeah, my, yeah, that was the friction. The friction. This, the fr- is, the this is the lubricated version. This is the friction lubricated version. Yeah. We, yeah, we call that the 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 Astro voice. He called it the lube call, uh, but then he he felt like he needed to change it. Marketing. That's so, right. Uh, <laughs> it's a family show, fellas. Yeah. Thursday. So the problem of voicemail. So you know, everybody, everybody, you know, well, for the most part, nobody picks up, right? So so. You you leave this voicemail and the voicemail typically sounds like this. Um, uh, hi uh, hi Bob, this is David Patterson with the Kinetic Group. I'm calling because or whatever. Or this message is for Bob Jenkins. This is David Patterson with the blah 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 blah. And of course, that sounds like a sales call. And what do I don't know about you guys, but when I listen to voicemail, that's the first thing I hear. I'm immediately hitting delete because I got 15 other voicemails I got to go through, and I don't want to listen to a freaking pitch. I don't want to be sold even if it's something they may need. I'm not interested in taking the time. Um, and so there's a lot of friction there, right? And in addition, if they do happen to listen to the message, you're asking them to call you back. And no one calls people back nowadays. They usually would rather email or LinkedIn because it's there's less friction there, right? So when you say, give me a call back at blank, they're probably not going to listen to it anyway. And if they do, they're not going to call you back. Oh, so, good point. So good if you, point, if you, actually. Yeah, so if you, send, so if you send an email, see, here, here's the trick. And, uh, and Neil, uh, and I'm sure you, I know you taught pattern interrupts before this is a pattern interrupt. When you start your voicemail with, uh, instead of saying this message is for Bob Jenkins, this is, this is David Patrick, my full name with my company name, right? So obviously the sales call, make it sound personal. So the pattern interrupt is no, no, no last names, no company names. Hey, Bob, David here. Sorry, I missed you. Look, don't worry about calling me back. I just emailed you. An hour ago, whatever time I just emailed you, 
about, and then you pitch there. And at the end, you simply say, uh, if this resonates with you or if this uh, or what have you, uh, if you want to have a conversation, reply back to my email. I just sent it to you about an hour ago. Here's the subject line. Reply back. Let's set up a time. Or hey, feel free to give me a call back as well, and then you'll leave your number. But what you're doing is you're removing friction. For one, you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're making it sticky because they hear, hey, Bob, David here. Sorry I missed you. The first thing they think is, which David is this? Do I know David? Uh, I'm going to send the rest of this voicemail. So I see who this is. You're trying to hook them into listen to it, right? Um, so you're all simple. Hey, D- hey, Bob, this is David. Sorry I missed you. Don't worry about calling me back. I just emailed you. And then go into your thing. Now they're already listening to you, right? Now they may or may not be interested in what you have to say, but at least you get them to listen to what you have to say. And you and give them an easy res- way to respond in whatever medium is. Mm-hmm. I love the easy with. way to respond because I would yeah, totally ask that myself. And if you automate, automate the two. In fact, we've automated um, where we're doing just that now, and uh, David's working on something where we're doing the text right afterwards of just to have the quick links, so make it really easy for them to set up an appointment or whatever it is. And that that prospect that doesn't want to be sold, like, is gonna write you back by email because I would do that. Mm-hmm. I hate yeah. like yeah. getting yeah. stuck on that totally. phone. But like, if you yeah. if you send me that message, I would. If I was mildly interested, I would reply back to the email because at least I feel like I have a little bit of control over the flow. Sorry to cut you off, Neil. No, 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 you're exactly right. Hey, you know you're, what, you're, David, you're, I love that. Uh, I'm going to tell you, I've used the same technique and taught it my whole life. And I'll kudos to Peter Lefkowitz and the Morgan Method. And I'm going to tell you exactly what it was. I would never change it. I love David's. If I learned David's, I would. It's, it's the same idea. This one's a little different. This is the cryptic voicemail message. And it's disarming too. And, and this is it. And he made it as part of it. If you get him on the call, as part of your opening recruiting call and it was a voicemail it was hey hey chris this is same deal hey chris this is neil you and i haven't spoken before but i was speaking with someone who thought we should talk give me a call Hmm. that's it that's it and you never have to veer from it no ruse there's no lie that's it Hmm. now why does it work why do i like it's disarming it's neil save it's first thing it's not formal you don't know who i am i'm not giving you the pitch you're not gonna hang out as a recruiter it's this and that i'm not saying any ruse yet I was speaking to someone that thought we should, who, oh, I'm not lying. Yeah. Someone thought we should talk because you're the hiring manager because you're interviewing or whatever it is. And here's the thing that happened. You've all gotten calls like that. And they really bother mm-hmm. me when I get them because I'm like, darn, I wish they gave me a little more. Do I know them? Do I not know them? Is it a sales call? Is it not? You know those? Hey, Chris, it's so-and-so. I need to follow up with you. Uh, about what? And I might write back. Could you re- regarding what? Or at least I'm in dialogue. But the point is, I think Lefkowitz nailed it from a lot of elements you talked about. And again, that's so old, but I've never changed it for any voicemail because people don't know why you're calling. And did they do something wrong? Did you see them do something? Did they do something in the office? Are they having an affair? I don't know. Do you have money for like, what's the, why is this guy calling me? And you're going to make, you're going to disarm them the second they call you. Hey, Chris, let me take some of the mystery out of my call. That was Lefkowitz's. I never use that anymore, but I was just saying, hey, let me take some of the mystery out of the call. The reason I called is because this person, Pete, me to said you're the best person whatever but i love not the lefkowitz whole script there i never kept that whole thing but i do love what he did there hmm. to this day he trains yep. it right to this day well, let's talk and human nature hasn't changed so that's these right. techniques work yeah. change that's right i would never change that today keep going Sorry, David. all right well let's talk about all right let's talk about the cold call so what do they what do they pick up live like, you know, what are the dreaded, you know, what are the worst things about cold calling, by the way? Do you and, have and a minute? Can you talk right now? No, I'm just kidding. I hate yeah. That. Or no, <laughs> for me, it was, uh, it was, um, 
uh, I'll even voicemail, 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 and then somebody picks up live. I'm like, uh. yeah, and I get caught dumb. Like that happens because you're just so like just in the moment, leaving voicemails. Um, but one thing that uh, let's talk about voice uh, cold call. Uh, actually, actually, if they hit pick up live, because that's a big one. Like they, what, they may actually pick up. They may pick up live. So what do you oh, so what do you okay. do when they when they when they pick up live? So uh, I'll tell you the technique I like. This is uh, this is from. I want to say what Chris just joked about first, which is right before mm -hmm. that, which is when you're about to make the call. Don't do what Chris just joked about. It's the worst sales habit ever. You got a That's minute? Right. Is, busy? is this a good time? You failed. You failed. Mm -hmm. You're, and don't do it in recruiting calls either. Don't do what it. What are you doing? Why did you just say that? They answered. Why are you apologizing? Yeah, they and, and what what comes from that other than bad? What are you doing? Okay, David. Now, now that that's you why, that's why I had to chime in with. That I know you did, but I don't want to gloss over that. Yeah. Okay, David. Now go. Now that you got him, what, what, go ahead. So here's what I like to do. This is this is a this is a a um, a Sandler technique. So this isn't again this not me. But this is from the Sandler sales system. I've always been a big fan of it. I like the way they always try to lead with pain. Uh, and so this is the one <laughs> I, I like Adam a lot. Sandler, get it? Oh, that's right. That's right. Um, it's about Adam way, Sandler. By the way, never his old Trinity, Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, Waterboy. If you like Adam Sandler. Waterboy, have a good more Billy Madison. I gotta this tell time. you, Waterboy, highly, highly underrated film. Great movie. Yeah. In fact, in my opinion, the best of the three. It's, it's Waterboy, Happy Gilmore, and Billy Madison. I wanted to not like that movie. It's so stupid. <laughs> it's just funny. It's, it's funny. Um, okay. So, so all right. So, cool call. So, um, I think that one of the things that um, what I found is that a a a person that has a natural gra like gravity to them, right? People that are like they're naturally people, pe uh, people person. They don't need techniques like this. They can go and you say, "Hey, this is Bob Jenkins. This is David Patterson with you know, X Y Z," and they have such a presence about them. They can get the person to, to stick with them during the pitch. What I found for most people is that um, just like on the voicemail, uh, hey, this, this is Bob Jenkins. Hey, this is David Patterson, the Canada Group. Yeah, I'm calling because, or do you have a minute or whatever you happen to say? You're you're letting on that it's a sales call and you're letting them know that um, that they need to get off the phone with you as fast as humanly possible. So I like the pattern interrupt, right? I learned this from from Sandler, and it, basically it uh, it's something like this. The one I like to use is when they answer, "Hey Bob, David here." Again, no last names, no company names. Hey Bob, David here, and I just say right off the bat, "This is a cold call." And I just let it hang there for a second because it's such a like out of left field. Uh, and then so we say, tell you what, can you give me 30 seconds? I'll tell you exactly why I'm calling. And then you could tell me if it makes sense to continue. Is that fair? And they almost always say yes. That's the upfront right? agenda, right? It's the upfront agenda. Too, and, it's, and it's very much – and you can say, uh, hey, Bob, David here, I've got something very specific I want to talk to you about. Can you give me 30 seconds? And you're, it's just huge mystery. I like the cold call one personally because it's it's radically honest, and oftentimes they kind of laugh a little bit. Um, and again, they almost always give you the, the the thirty seconds. Granted, your pitch will be a little bit longer than that. No one's going to time you. Um, if they say no, uh, I uh, no. So we say, great, no problem. I can call you back. Let me tell you why I'm calling, <laughs> and then you can tell me if I should even call back at all. So you can still do the exact same thing. Okay, but what's what it awesome, does is a disarming it, concept. It's that disarming. You see in so much training, that concept, right? You see that idea yeah, yeah. in so many of the most famous trainers. I love that. Yeah, right? 
You're just well, acknowledging the obvious, the, the unspoken yeah. obvious. You're like, it's, oh, you just called a CEO. On. No shit, it's a cold call. Right. Well, like, well, what'll it's happen is they'll like, they'll let you go. They'll let you talk. They'll they'll yeah. almost all the time they'll agree because they want to hear what this is, or they're 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 or they're taken aback a little bit, or they'll say, uh, what's this regarding? That's a yes, by the way. Then go do your thing. And then simply say, uh, great. Oh, oh, by the way, this is David Patterson with blah 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 company. And just and then do your pitch. Well, whatever whatever your pitch happens, whether you're you're recruiting, you're marketing, you're you're pitching a, a candidate, whatever it is. Um, and what happens is is they, they get disarmed. Uh, you're being very honest, and people like no, the honest honesty. that you're making a sales call, right? But people are afraid mm -hmm. to say that, even though everyone knows they're scared to do it because they it, know the person knows them. Why not say it? It's right. just, it's a, just before I lose the thought. Yeah, it was it, it was trained when you got a lead, you call and you disarm them. You go, hey, listen. I'm calling you dead on. Hit him right in the eye. Hey, I'm calling you because I got this. Listen, this is a sales call, and I know you get a million. I'm the last person you want to talk to, however, and you go in. It's all hit him. I love it. Disarm. Mm -hmm. Tell them the truth. You got 30 seconds. Like, what are they going to – like, you're, you're hitting. I know what – this is what I'm doing. I love that, David. I, yeah, I, and, I, and it's also especially effective if you're talking to someone who actually is a decision maker, owner, salesperson themselves, et cetera. Like yeah. if you're talking about the owner of like a small, medium-sized business or something like that, or even a larger business, like they, they're in business, they sell things. They understand that like, this is like, we're all doing business here. Like this is not unusual. Well, if you talk not, to someone who's like a mid-level bureaucrat, they might be like, uh, I don't you're know. all the same. It's, it's yeah. just like when recruiters get upset in the groups about all the cold calls I'm getting from these people. I'm like, you get the same reaction from everyone about recruiters. How are you mm -hmm. bitching about these guys mass linkedin in you? Are you kidding me? That's always my reaction when I see that written. And it's the same thing. We're all the same, right? There are yep. people when you disarm them to David Singh. That's why that works so well. Sandler nailed mm -hmm. it in a nice, simple way. How would you, like, if, again, try techniques. Like, I love when I would learn stuff like that when I was a rookie. Right, David? Because it just... Mm -hmm. And it's exactly I like that they call it that the decide is it just well it, 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 and also also the thing about cold calls is it, is it makes cold calls fun because cold calls can be a drag let's be real they 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 can suck so white people don't like to do them but we Nate make it two fun. Times Grace said it's the most fun he has. <laughs> yeah, they two times, they three times, whatever the case may be. By the way, for those of you folks who uh, want to we're talking about in the Herc, I don't know about the Ursa, but in the Herc we have our, our rogues gallery and. Um, of of group members who have made an impact let's put it that way and nate uh, was one of those recruiters that made uh a very highly controversial impact in our group and i'll leave it at that i don't want well, to talk people think that I, i'm there's a couple of people upset with me that i'm starting to pile with them and i wasn't at all he quit and left uh, mm -hmm. he just didn't like any criticism whatever be the guy was such a troll he, i whatever i'm sure mm -hmm. he's a nice guy something was off anywho Enough about to get engagement. Well, I, I will say I did keep it in the hurt because I, I like the engagement. Uh, because because part, part of it is also I do I I loved I loved all the comments he was getting. It's entertaining. Um, what does you want to times mean anyway? Who puts it in the professional? Hi, I'm Nate two times gray. I'm Neil two point zero. I don't know. It's I don't weird. know. Actually, I don't know. That's that's a good that's a good good, good point. Uh, Eleanor, by the way, uh, again, uh, the uh, she hired me back in uh, Kelly Service back in Tucson back in '97, I believe. So. Yeah, thank you, Eleanor. Uh, Eleanor asked, do video messages work for you at all? Uh, they do. So video – so here's how I like to use, use video messaging. Uh, again, this is just what, what I happen to teach and for other people have different uh, uh, techniques. 
different ways you can do it. Um, obviously, if it's a part of your, um, your your overall messaging strategy, meaning if you're sending out, say, a LinkedIn message, email message, phone call, yeah, do a video as well. Uh, how you do a video, a couple different ways you can do it. Um, I I use uh, a system called Dub. There's also Vidyard, Loom, any of those screen recording software. One of the best ways, best messaging. Well, the best ways to use video messaging is if you do it in LinkedIn because LinkedIn will GIF the video message, right? Uh, and then screen share, have the person's LinkedIn profile. So you're, you're reaching out to Bob Jenkins. He's the director of IT, yada, yada. His LinkedIn profile in the background, your face is in the corner, right? And so when you send that maybe minute long, 35 second long video introducing yourself and you send it to him over LinkedIn, he's going to see the GIF with you in the corner and his LinkedIn profile in the background. Do you think he's going to click on it to see what in the, what is the person recruiting me? Is this what's, you know, because it's about them. People are interested in themselves. So if you're going to use uh, video messaging, I think it's, it's great to use, but you got to get it open. One of the best ways to do it is just have a picture of them, basically their LinkedIn profile in the background with you in the corner. That'll get it. That'll get it open and do that's the same. Brilliant. Thing that's brilliant. That's a. If there's like one awesome takeaway from this, that is, I haven't heard. That's smart. Let me yeah, tell you, it works. David great. does everything in video. Okay, if you message David as as a friend and as a peer, David, when he messaged me, nine out of ten times it's gonna be a video of him sending to me, or it's gonna be an audio. Voice it's message. Almost never, almost never text from David. That's the truth. Okay, it's I like it. <laughs> well, it's, it's not just that. It's yeah. multimedia with it and stuff. And it now in my company because it's really important. But answer it this way: If someone's going to go out of their way and you see their face, and if they can speak well and they sound good and they have a good vibe, of course it's going to help their cause. How how rare? How many do you get? How many video messages are you getting? I get very few. When yeah, I very few. I get that's there. definitely underutilized, and that's another way to stand out. Like we're, we're yeah. talking about ways to stand out. From the I crowd. react to them. If someone's going to do it, I'm. I, I'll. I, if mm -hmm. it's yeah, do it now before everyone's doing well, it. I don't know why hasn't everyone been doing it. I thought it was going to be a thing years ago. So I'm saying, you know what? Because everyone's doing the easy automation up to your other yeah. point of the volume stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, David, that's a great. Mm -hmm. point. It's hard. Yeah. And, and actually, you know, what you can do is, is just have a be part of your normal outreach activity. So for example, if you reach out to, I don't know, 200 prospects that week, for example, but you've got 50, maybe 40 or 50, or even let's say 20, 25 or 30 that are really high value. They're maybe they're high level or they're uh, get hot jobs or they're active or whatever happens to be. Uh, do your normal messaging to, let's say all 200 emails, maybe your top 50, you might make cold calls too. Maybe your top 25, you might send out video messages too, right? I mean, obviously spend time where it makes sense. Or here's something else you could do. Um, if you're sending out uh, a uh, emails uh, automated and using like say an emailer like Uptix, which is what I use, uh, I was Outplay, Woodpecker, any of those. Uh, if you're sending out any sort of like say a brochure, a landing page or anything like that, what you can do is you can actually have these systems lead score. And so let's say I sent out 200 emails over the week and I know that these 50 people actually open the email and these, I just kind of a little open rate, but these 50 people clicked on the link. Right. Then put, you can have those people put on a call list and call those folks. Right. Or you can also have a system that says when someone opens a, uh, an email and they click a link to notify within 10 minutes to call because they click the link, they're at their desk. Call them right then. Like right when they open the email and they click the link and there are systems out there that'll allow you to, that'll notify you as soon as they open it, as soon as they click the and link. You know, speaking of the video right thing, it works so well. And so easy. one of the things I'm implementing next week for real. 
timing's great on it is like for example when you download david put on the staffing by the book thing we do have this thing in there it's our staffing by the book you all do need to download it if you have and everything with staffing right now the video is not on there when you get it you'll get your email with the ebook and all the automation one of the things that we're going to have next is going to be it'll be assigned to the sales rep automatically they'll have their individual video messages right within hubspot we're not that starting next week. That's going to roll out. And it's just going to be, hey, thank you. And, and again, it looked personal too. Instead of saying the name, hey, so it's going to be an automated video message. And of course, I'm going to do it because people, who's going to, it's not going to hurt, of course. And my sales reps are beautiful and professional and, and engaging. And and so I think that's a nice way to cap it all together. Like I'm putting my money where David's mouth is. And I, that sounds, I don't that want sounds weird. No, I don't. I don't want your money where my mouth is. I don't know where your money's been. <laughs> you don't want my mouth. Yeah. Okay. I knew that wasn't sounding. We're in savory places. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but um, well, actually, while we're doing that, and actually, if anybody wants to learn uh, more about sort of my philosophy when it comes to uh, sales and marketing, uh, you can download my Lighthouse Method. Uh, That's sales marketing where you guide. had the blueprint, right, David? That you shared with me, isn't it? In Lighthouse Method. The different call uh, strategy of the different. Oh yeah, yeah, the call strategy. Yeah, the call. I've got yeah, I got scripts in there, templates, messaging sequences, script. You know, scripts. Yeah, yada, yada. yeah, really. Yeah, good. It's it's a meaty, very girthy, two hundred twenty pages. It's a big one, but um, but anyway, yeah, it's free. Go there. And, I don't want to uh, put my uh, mouth where your girth is. That's better. How's that? <laughs> better, right. worse, um, painfully accurate. Whatever. Yeah. All right, so all right, so let's talk about some other other. Okay, so so, so what are some other, let's say, um, new school techniques be, beyond just the initial prospecting? So so here here's one uh, that a lot of people don't think about, but I like to think of of things like advertising or content as part or content strategy as part of your prospecting uh, campaign. So here's what I mean by this. So let's say. So the reason why you know people put up content on LinkedIn is because they want to be seen as an expert in authority. They want to stay in front of their prospects and yada, yada, right? So that's why we post things about interview strategy or about recruitment you know, predictions and trends and all that kind of crap. And of course, uh, very few people actually read it because um, organically, this stuff doesn't really uh, uh, percolate into the rest of the market uh, or, or, or it, it does not distribute into the rest of the market unless it happens to go viral, which is really, really rare. So if you have content that you really want your prospects to see where if you know they see it on a continual basis they're more likely to take your call respond back to your email because again they got 12 recruiters in their inbox today who they're going to respond to if any probably the one they recognize right or the one they see as being an actual real authority uh in the business so here's a simple strategy it's not simple but it's definitely new school and people are not doing this if you've got, let's say, 500 prospects in your market that you want to reach out to that month, for example, or put into a campaign, um, take that same 500, and I talked about running ads, right? Take your best 10 pieces of content, put them on Facebook or whatever sort of social media platform they're likely on. And for most old people right now, it's Facebook. Let's be honest, right? They're not on Instagram. But uh, upload the list of prospects and their personal email addresses to uh, Facebook. You'll probably hit about maybe 55, 60% of them. Uh, and run ads to them. Make it look organic. Don't have any headlines, no buttons. Just make it look like just organically. Everyone, pause the right there, David. Everyone's mm -hmm. got to just do that. I was just talking to a couple other people about stuff, and they were talking about ads and this and that. And um, at a minimum, just start with that. Don't know anything else. Do what David's talking about. Go in, Google how to do it, creative upload your mail list to create a Facebook audience. Facebook will do all the work for you. It will save it as an audience, create a simple ad, start it, run it today. Start it today. Mm -hmm. 
or to yeah, and, start and, and the ad, tomorrow. And, and as far as the ad, don't do like, you know, to, to, hi, to, to hire now, book a call, nothing like that. You want to take your best content, like an article or a short piece of content, anything that is yep. authority building. Um, and, and so, and to give you some examples, um, when I, uh, actually, you know what, I'm going to pull up my lighthouse method guide because I actually have a real deal example. And David, I have a hard stop in five minutes. Same. Oh, dear. Okay. But these are some really oh, great yeah, examples. Yeah. People yeah. might actually start watching our show more often based on some of this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the plan. This, this shows we want really great content for everyone. And well, this is great um, takeaways. You know, I'm writing this down too. I didn't know about the Facebook uh, email list thing. I'm like, oh, I'm like, listen, okay. that's a no brainer. I've been this and, and we could talk more about that on other shows if people want to. They, like, there's so many easy things to do and they're not you're not going to pay for them. And you can do little quick videos you can get. It's going to scroll and until they click on it. Your audience will see you nonstop. You can spend so little money and the only people ever going to do it are your list. So uh, well, actually. Well, you know, I'll show you a real example here too, because and, and we can go into this more. I think next next show we're going to do, I think hiring, but we'll, we can do this on one of the shows coming up here very soon. Is uh, Facebook? So this is my Lighthouse Method guide, uh, and uh, on I think it's on page sixty-one. Uh, I ran this back when I was recruiting the SAP space. Uh, in this, I did this maybe four years ago. Uh, over the course of three months, uh, I ran about maybe ten or twelve different ads on Facebook. I uploaded the the email addresses for for sap hiring man hiring authorities in north america um and i had an audience of about four thousand people roughly right these are all decision makers most of them uh over the course of that maybe three month period uh on average they saw 12 ads per and they were all different they were they were not they didn't look like ads they were all articles uh little pieces of content and of that 22 percent interacted meaning they either liked it or they clicked the little see more button so they could read the rest of it so during that time um that's as if i had 22 percent of for that so if uh, i had a thousand a thousand people listening to all my voice i'm like if you if you combine this with your outbound prospecting campaigns all you're doing is you're it's like in the in, it was in, in, the, in the army right you're your um, what was it? You're seeding the battlefield, basically. You're 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 or you're you're softening the battlefield, right? You're you're doing the artillery to uh, on the battlefield before you actually go in with your troops, right? Your troops being your prospecting campaigns. Yeah, right? but how do they so, buy this? How do they get this again? Uh, or, the lighthouse method. They they can go to this. Uh, bear with me here. I want to pull up the. It's really uh, great stuff, everyone. As you can go. see, it's really good good stuff. Yeah, good. Yeah, go to realdeal.me forward slash guide. Is this a free one, that get this guide, or is it a paid one? It's free. Oh, yeah, wow. it is free. Well, it is I, free. Thought this was part, I thought you had to get this as part of one of your paid boot camps. No, no, that's that's completely free. Now, uh, I will say if they want to buy, I do have a course coming out on Monday called the AI Blueprint Persona. Uh, I'll put the, I won't go into details here. Just go to uh, realdsp.me forward slash blueprint. And uh, that little ticker down there at the bottom. Line, Check that send out. me a little blurb ad, uh, whatever you have for your download method. I want to put it on our email trail sequence for people immediately. And I want to put a blurb. I want to send people when they register with us and let them know for recruiters to get that resource, have them opt in on your page and stuff. So send me that. Let's, I love it. It's, it's so good. I don't know. I never thought of it. I thought it was paid. I, I want to get that to all my people all the time. So I'll refer them. To you get, get, me, get me something today. Out. You today. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's that's that. I guess we got to wrap the show up. I just realized. Look at the time; it's almost yeah, two. Yeah, great thing. show, Well, so you know, next week we're actually going to be talking. And this actually is an idea that Chris had. So it's not just a pretty face. 
He's not just pretty face. One uh, idea, he, once in a while. It's all he is. <laughs> Very handsome. He suggests next week uh, we can talk about hiring. So for those recruiters who are or they're already firm owners or maybe you're independent, you want to hire your first person to be a VA or a recruiter or a sourcer or, or, or even a full-desk recruiter. Uh, so the best practices around how, right? Uh, because that's, that's huge for a lot of independent recruiters and solos. They want to start building a firm. It's really, 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 really hard to hire someone who's good and who's going to stick. So we'll talk about that next week. All right. All right. Well, I guess it's about it. Anybody want to add anything before we uh, we wrap? No. Okay. No. no. What's sorry. what's old is new again as far as the stuff we talked about today, and that's, and some really great right. tips, some really actionable tips. Awesome. Yeah. Well, guys, uh, I really appreciate you, you you tuning in for this one again. If you're watching the replay, uh, type in a replay. Uh, if you haven't watched it live right now, type in live <laughs> just so we can see who is listening. Uh, thank you, Tommy said. Uh, this has been great. Thank you all. Excellent. Thank you. Really appreciate. It. I think Peter had a good comment as well. Jennifer, fantastic, guys. Great show. See you all next week. Peace out, everybody. Peace out. Bye, all.